to the Slice Podcast, your bite-sized segments to inform and inspire. This is the powerful way to start your day. Welcome, guys. We're really excited to have you with us. Today, we're going to be talking about confidence. I'm Megan Morass, and this is... Tara Scott. Yay! Hi, guys. Really great to have you with us. Tara, first off, what does confidence mean to you? So when I think about uh, confidence, to me, it means like um, a, a certain amount of self-belief and mm. calmness, like not being anxious about worrying about what people think of you or worrying if you're going to be good enough for something, like just that thing of just like being cool, calm and collected. and like, so the opposite of anxiety. Uh, yeah, to me, it's very much the opposite of anxiety. Mm. Oh, that's really, really interesting. So do you think that someone that has a lot of confidence doesn't also suffer from anxiety? No, I'm sure that, you know, we're all <laughs> multifaceted, complex beings. Uh-huh. <laughs> But in my mind, like when I think about when I feel confident is when my anxieties are at their lowest. Yeah. Okay. Right. So really self-reflective understanding of confidence. Yeah. And like a piece, like uh, to me, confidence is very Zen. It's very like, you know, a, it's not loud and brash and showy offy. Mm. It's especially because like as someone who's quite um, like an extrovert personality type, very often when I'm showing those behaviors, it's when I f- don't feel confident. I'm kind of overcompensating. Yeah, yeah that's So to true. me, confidence is always like like cool, calm and collected, laid back, not freaking out. Mm. And um, like a kind of sense of like peace and trust that everything's okay. That's really nice. That's, I think my sense of confidence, I've been thinking about this question a lot. <sighs> I feel as though it's slightly plastic. Do you know what I mean by that? I have no idea what you mean by that. <laughs> I mean as in like I, uh, a lot of my understanding of what confidence is, is built on maybe how you walk into a room or how you hold yourself or, you know, the things that I suppose I have to trade on a daily basis to get myself through my job are uh, there. It's almost like, like a performance of yeah, confidence. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and I feel as though I can uh, switch on a confidence and switch it off at the same time. And I think that shows a lack of like real, com- I think there's two different, you know, yeah. you can even. There's perceived confidence. Yes, yeah. And then there's true yeah, internal true, peaceful yeah. confidence. And that's what, that's what I think about. Yeah. And obviously there's where you get your confidence from. Yeah. And today we're going to talk a little bit about body confidence. I'm sure that everyone has suffered or embraced or understands what we're talking about having confidence in your own skin. And I think it's becoming, it's being really celebrated now through certain Instagram accounts and people are really encouraging you to really feel confident in, in your own skin. But that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, And it's a really hard thing to, it's very easy to say to someone, you're beautiful, you look great, you know, and for you to see, you talk a lot about how you would treat yourself if you were your friend. Yeah, we're very good at if we can see our friends feeling like low confidence or doubting themselves or feeling like a low self-esteem, especially in their physical appearance, how we would coach them through that as a friend and we'd be like, oh my God, you are so stunning. You are so badass. <laughs> like, you're amazing. I'm so proud of you. I wish I was like you. Yeah. Uh, 
but we again we're lacking that same friendly self-talk with ourselves yeah massively recently my husband made me um cull loads of people on my Instagram basically I was losing hours to like the scroll and I was going through and he'd be like every time you come off scrolling you're like it's sad you know, mm. you look sad, your body's changed, you know, in the sense that my like shoulders are more hunched. I'm like, you know, I'm physically affected by what I've scrolled through. So I went through all my Instagram posts and I was like, do I get anything from this post? Is it helping me? This is other people's posts on your feed. Yeah. 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 And I culled like almost a thousand Instagram accounts. Wow. And it has changed my, um, perception of Instagram it you know it felt quite anxious and anxiety ridden I suppose posting on Instagram am I posting something relevant is it a good message do I look nice all these things because I've been consuming the Kardashians or you know these crazy influencers who haven't got a fucking spot on their face (laughs) or whatever and it's just unrealistic it's unrealistic life goals. It doesn't help with my confidence because yeah. you're constantly seeing a, a discourse that is, it feels unattainable. Yeah. So guys, curate your Instagram. Maybe go through your Instagram and ask if each post sparks joy. Yeah. Mary Kondo. Apply the Mary Kondo effect. <laughs> no, I think that's really important. And I've been doing that a bit myself as well, like um, looking just be just being a bit more conscious when I'm scrolling like and if I see something that's like one of these very like kind of aspirational images because I follow a lot of fashion accounts okay yeah and sometimes they you know the models that they're choosing to use or or the influencers that um you know they're reposting their content in their product they you know they they make me feel bad about myself essentially yeah so yeah I have taken myself as well to unfollowing um, some of these accounts if if that's like how the content is making me feel yeah and guys what's really great about doing that is that you are taking back your power as a consumer yes because at the end of the day especially with the the power that social media has these days for um like brand positioning and marketing like every business every brand wants to have as many followers as possible mm. and they're they've got teams now engagement. yeah they've got teams now analyzing their engagement analyzing their followers what they can do to be um getting more followers and better engagement basically yeah. so if you are engaging with posts that you do feel have a positive message and do make you feel good about yourself and you are turning your back on the ones that don't rather than feeding into it in some kind of like self sabotaging downward spiral yeah then then they're going to start responding to it and it already we already have seen that a lot haven't we yeah massively and I mean if you think about just the way that the all the marketing was around January this year compared to usual so different around like you know self-acceptance and all that kind of thing yeah and 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 more realistic um uh like beauty standards and yeah. and things like that and also the backlash that quite a few influencers have had about posting things that are really a really bad example or a bad advertisement I mean let's not go into fire festival I'm sure everyone has seen that Netflix documentary mm. but you as an influencer you do hold so much authority and influence hence the name, over so many people. So if you guys see someone that's posting something that really is not good, is not 
you know, helping body confidence, body positivity, mental confidence, don't give it the double tap. Yeah. Don't love that shit. Keep that love back. <laughs> Keep that love back. And of course, there are loads of brilliant accounts who are doing wonderful things as well. Mm-hmm. And um, there are, we're going to mention some accounts that we love that are really focused on, you know, body positivity and self love and things like that. And are really uh, counteracting this uh, negativity that's out there. Mm-hmm. But also, like, even just, you know, the average, uh, like style lifestyle influence and things like that these who you follow who are real honest lovely real girls who you can relate to yeah I've got a friend who I literally spoke to just yesterday or the day before about this you know she was feeling really crap about a a program recently that was kind of calling out how bad some of these like influencer um things are going you know like these people who go on a reality show and then they have a platform then they get all these deals and they're selling really dodgy stuff and like weight loss shakes and things like that yeah you know but there are people out there who started with a blog before Instagram even existed yeah and you know really treat it as their job and love and are devoted to their followers yeah and are really honest and transparent and have a really lovely message I promise you comment dm those girls every time they post something that you find uplifting yeah. and let them know that you appreciate it because they're real women just like us. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they're also full of kind of days of self doubt and things like that. And to hear that, that people appreciate what they do is only going to make them do it more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like what I just said before, like the power is in our hands as consumers yeah. to shape the world that we want to see. Yeah. hundred percent. So some brilliant accounts to follow are, I'm sure everyone's heard of Body Posy Panda. I mean, she's got like a million followers now. I haven't heard of her, but she is amazing. She's amazing. She's gorgeous. She's inspirational. She has such a wonderful message. Yeah. Um, and she also like takes what she does. Um, very seriously. Yeah, really seriously in a good way. Yeah. You know, like she she's been through it you know she's been through the pits of low body confidence yeah and she's got herself to this wonderful place which must also come with its own challenges as well you know she is human um but she's she's got a really lovely message and I think she's something that when we talk about the dangers of social media yeah um you know her account is a real corner of like everything that can be good about it yeah I really like the account called The Naked Diaries, which is a um, a collaborative account, basically. People send in or direct message the account admins pictures of their bodies, mm. which is, you know, they used to not love. Like it might be that you um, have given birth and you've got really large stretch marks on your stomach, or it may be that you've had some kind of kidney operation and you have a scar, or it may be that you just don't like your arms or whatever. And they post pictures of these women, they're all women, and underneath is an essay or a, a letter to this part of their body that oh. they have re-embraced and now love amazing and you know when you read the comments underneath it's amazing because it's having such a positive impact on the women that are reading this you know because obviously when when you see these absolutely perfect 
their bodies on Instagram, which you see much more of than a real reflection of what you look like mm. when you're naked in the mirror. Um, it, it's really challenging because you're not relating to it and you feel as though you have to then emulate that look or that feel. Yeah. So it's really refreshing to see an Instagram account that's really real, but also communicates the importance of loving those elements of your body, yeah. even if they're not the traditional normal in inverted commas what you see on Instagram well, so go and, for and loving them for what they are like for example you, you mentioned stretch marks after having yeah. a baby like you know the whole story behind that is amazing you know yeah. like your body created life someone who you obviously like value yeah and and that's an amazing beautiful thing rather than like thinking society's idea of beauty yeah a hundred percent another great one that's quite similar is i Wei, which is run or started by jamila jamil okay yeah oh i've seen this this is great yeah yeah so and that's very much like uh user-generated content as well and it's um the idea that so they she encourages people to take a picture on their um, Instagram stories and then using the text overlay put all the different things that you in inverted commas weigh oh is this off the back of the Kardashian there was thing? there was a thing recently and and uh that and uh Jamila mentioned something and it was in the press and everything like that but she's actually been doing this for quite a long time oh, before that and so it's the idea that you know we weigh more than the number that's on the scales yeah oh my and God. and turning that concept of like weight a bit more abstract I see yeah yeah and, yeah and and it's really lovely a community that they're building of um also people not just talking about the good things but really sharing their vulnerabilities um you know if they've had mental health issues or different kind of things you know they've also including them in their list of what they weigh that's really nice I love that. Okay, I'm going to start following them. And one more as well is a, a brilliant account called Self Love Brings Beauty, mm. which is run by um, amazing woman Felicity Hayward, who's a yeah. plus size model, and she is um, an absolute goddess. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> but she is has started this community um, from. It's, it's it's she's it's really all about the message of self-love and self-acceptance yeah and and it's actually a confidence thing really it's when it says self-love brings beauty mm. what's what the message of that really is like confidence is beauty. beautiful yeah 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 and that's really all it is that's so true though isn't it if you think about the people who you look at and think wow yeah you are beautiful it's not necessarily no. like because they're they look a certain way in their actual like physical features. It's very often, you know, how they're dressed or like how they've styled their hair or like their general aura and, you know, different talents they might have and things like that. That is like, you know, that, that are communicating this wonderful beauty that is just like, there. exuding from them. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred. It's like that Rodal quote where he said, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm doing this off the cuff now. He says something like, if you think happy thoughts, they radiate from your face and you always look beautiful. Something like that. Okay, well, I'm happy with that. That's a nice <laughs> quote. Oh, that's, oh, I'm going to find that quote. That sounds amazing. So also, I'm sure loads of you have experienced this, but we 
need to and often find a lot of confidence through our careers or what we do in our working life. But there's also a huge phenomenon which has, you know, been, I suppose, named over the past decade, which is imposter syndrome. And for those of you that don't know what imposter syndrome is, and I'm sure you all do, but it's a psychological pattern where individuals doubt their accomplishments or have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And it predominantly affects women. And it predominantly affects women. It's certainly something that I've felt Mm. numerous times. Me too. And actually, in my experience, the more higher up my position... Oh, the worse it is. The more authority, essentially, that I have, the more heightened my imposter syndrome is. Yeah. And it's interesting because it kind of counteracts that... um, age-old saying fake it till you make it which to an extent I do kind of agree with you know I think confidence comes from potentially not pretending but putting yourself in a situation which maybe you think is slightly beyond your level of experience momentarily but then it becomes your level of experience and then you aim for the next goal yeah well fake it till you make it in a way is almost like the antidote to imposter syndrome yes but only to the degree where it takes you from doubting yourself Mm. up to a place of being in a line with reality rather than actually taking yourself further into your possible future achievements yeah yeah that's so true have you got a experience of imposter syndrome oh yeah I mean when I ran my own business I had imposter syndrome like every day yeah and I think running your own business being in charge is uh, that's what I meant when I said like the hi- the higher up your authority the more yeah. extreme it is because of course you know we're all human and we all doubt ourselves yeah but then also having then got ill and um, had to take some time out of work mm. and and pivoting my career mm. path it then comes back even stronger then as well because I actually feel like age 32 I'm not that experienced yeah or I haven't got like 10 years experience yeah. in this new line of work that I'm going into mm. and um and also it's it's a bit like having to take time out because of illness is similar to some of my girlfriends who've had children when they mm. take time out from their professional lives to yeah. have children when you come back into the workplace you are riddled with self-doubt which is such a shame because the life experience that you have, the life oh, ex- God, yeah. the the professional experience that I have from having run my own business, even if it's in fashion and now I'm moving into marketing, you know, I was doing the marketing for my fashion business for ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, I, it's I still have those skills, yeah. and you know, and and as well as like a huge plethora of other skills. Yeah, but yeah, there's this sense that um, I think it's I think to to an extent, I, I in fact I I convince myself to let myself off the hook that it's basically just human nature of course and I think that um you're totally right when you obviously I run a business and I do every single day I think I suffer from imposter syndrome but what I find is that I get a lot of my confidence from my failures so by training my brain to understand that the failure is actually delivering me confidence, which in later life will help me grow, has allowed me to reframe what failure means. And actually failure is really valuable to me because through my career and through my life, I have failed a lot. And 
that has been a huge success for me. Yeah. And, you know, not dwelling on those failures, but being in that failure and in that moment and being able to say, for a start, it doesn't really fucking matter. And secondly, what am I learning from this? Well, you don't learn from an easy ride, do you? No, not at all. And so then if you think about it, the more failures you have, the more you know. Yeah, 100%. I also think something that can really help with career confidence or imposter syndrome or any of those things in your day-to-day is having a good amount of self-awareness. And a really good way to do that is to, we did this in our team actually recently, is to get all your peers to sit down and write down three things that they think you are in three words. Wow. It's really interesting because it really gives you a, I mean, if you if you get three things back that you did not think you'd get back, mm. you're in a good spot there to say, maybe I don't have that much self-awareness. Yeah. And if you, I think self-awareness, um, self-awareness is one of the most valuable things to ever have because if you know your weaknesses and you know your strength, you can never be, you can never experience that uh, feeling of failure really because you know if that makes sense. Like, you know, you can never, someone can never say to you, you are really shit at this and you won't be taken aback because you can be, you can say, yeah, I know. And I told you. Yeah. And I guess you also have the confidence that um, if someone, if someone kind of like, say, for example, accuses you of doing something or a certain behavior trait that you know you don't have. Yes. You can also not be like riddled with the kind of like, crisis and anxiety that could come with with being like for example falsely accused of something yeah. or or called out for something where you can go I know I'm not like that so that's obviously their crap yeah a hundred percent yeah you're able to recognize if someone's slinging you some emotions mm. for you to catch and you can just move to the side yeah let them throw them elsewhere self-awareness I think is such an important thing and I your friends can be there to help support you through that I remember years ago I started an email chain with my friends where we literally responded to the email just with things that we loved about each other and it was really nice because it built your confidence but also it allowed everyone to kind of share their love of each other and it helped create a kind of group confidence a group mentality which was really useful as well love that idea are we going to do that after this? I mean, we do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> so how can we bring confidence out in everyday life? You're so good at this. <laughs> and I know that there's one thing that you do quite regularly that you think is really powerful. Yeah, so um, I really believe in the power of positive self-talk, which we've touched on in previous episodes. And one uh tool of positive self-talk is affirmations Mm. and um with affirmations I mean there's been actually done quite a lot of work into the scientific impact of affirmations and there's actually some really good studies out there that show how how uh what a positive impact it can have for example like that people are more likely to succeed in tasks when they're telling themselves they can do it for example yes and it's funny how quickly we go to like if we're struggling with something we go I can't do this yeah I hate the word can't and it's so counterproductive you know it's again you know you're giving yourself a hard time when you should be your own biggest champion yes absolutely and um 
a one affirmation that I my mum taught me so it's just something that I always do and it's actually become second nature to the point where it's basically like the ticker tape in my head when I go to bed it's like just runs in my head like with like unconsciously subconsciously without me having to be like okay now I'm going to do my affirmation that's amazing don't say it because I think you should say at the end okay we'll save that for the end (laughs) of the episode to leave everyone on a good note but but with affirmations, I think it's important to just find something that is going to work for you. Yeah. So like if you're if you start noticing, for example, that you often tell yourself, I can't, mm. you know, make your affirmation something about that you I can. can. Yeah. And or if you have a, a particular like issue with your body or body confidence or something, make it around that. Or if you're, you know, nervous about your work or relationship or Mm. you know if you're upset about being single or something like make it around whatever it is that's that is most threatening to your confidence okay and then you can make the and so an affirmation should always be in present tense okay and it should always be um as affirmative so you're saying i can do this yeah or even i am doing this Okay. Okay. Right. So an action. Yeah, not necessarily an action, but but very much that it's already happening. It's happening. I see. Okay. So it's all. Otherwise, in, you're in you're jail. still keeping that thing in the future. Right. Okay. Okay. So no will or should or oh, oh definitely never any should. No shoulds. No, you would want to replace. So, for example, if say it's about um success yeah rather than saying I'm going to be successful or I will be successful you say I am successful Mm, okay okay this is moving this is kind of moving into manifestation language which we're going to do another episode on soon okay I can't wait I'm excited (laughs) um so Megan you said to me that one of your techniques is power poses and this is something that I'm really excited about as an (laughs) ex-dancer I really really believe in the the power of our physical movement oh my goodness I could not agree with you more and I think that power poses power poses have won me business power poses have got me to where I am power poses will continue to take me forward power poses I did a power pose on my fucking wedding day power (laughs) poses are essential to life I what's think. your favorite power pose show it to me oh now. my god no no you can't do that oh is it a secret no not at all i think we should do a collective power pose okay stand up oh you just did mine but i see the <laughs> listeners don't know okay stand up right yeah. guys we're gonna do a quick power pose right everybody wherever you are if you're on the street walking along just stand there for two seconds if you're in your office go to like the kitchen or something and just put your feet on the ground really solidly so that you feel really structured and connected to the earth that's Mm. really important so already you feel strength coming from your bottom half of your body then close your eyes and think about all the powerful energy that's inside your body like it's almost hot 
with the amount of energy you've got coursing through your blood, up and down, coming up from the earth, going back down, and just position yourself in the most powerful way you can think of. You might have one hand in the air like Superwoman, you might have your hand on your hips, you might just have your hand really strong in like fists, and just close your eyes and just move into that power pose and take a deep breath. And just say, I fucking can. I fucking can. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love that, mate. Okay, great. So that's really powerful. We did a power pose. Yeah, I love that. So guys, do that as often as you can. I do As often as you need to. As often as you need to. I mean, I do them maybe like every time I go into a massive meeting or I have a pitch or I have to talk about I have to say, my heart is racing yeah. and I just feel like... Better. Yeah. Oh, powerful. powerful. I feel really and confident. Yeah. Why didn't we do one before we did the podcast? We should have. <laughs> Classic. Um, also, something else I really want to quickly t- uh, touch on is perspective. It's my favourite. Is it? This is what I'm always saying to you. I'm like, Megan, it's all about your perspective. It is. I mean, I'm I'm talking about it because I lack in it so <laughs> hard. And I need Tara to often be like, babe, come on, perspective. So perspective, another word for it is reframe, which is basically like, oh, guys, sorry about that. <laughs> My Bluetooth speaker. Um, basically reframing your point of view. So let's say you're in a really difficult situation. Reframing that situation, instead of saying, this is really hard for me, this is really difficult, reframing it to be, how can I move from, forward from this? What is this teaching me? What is this giving me? What is the positive thing I can take from this? Mm. Um, and that positive spin on everything that perspective that reframing of it is such a powerful tool yeah for me perspective is all about um it's kind of like point of view Mm -hmm. so and reminding yourself that everyone sees everything Mm -hmm. through their own point of view and someone else's opinion is not necessarily the truth yeah as well I think it's really important if you if your confidence is low because of things that other people have told you about yourself yeah just remember that is their opinion that is their point of view that's their perspective and their perspective is informed by their life experience yeah and so they're